0: It's time to share your story. Welcome to Revealing Conversations with Patron Nicole. Heart led discussions that reveal, release, and unveil. You will leave this hour lighter, brighter, and inspired. And now, here's
1: Patron Nicole. Good morning, everyone, and happy day from Lake Oswego. Uh, It's been really fun. This weather is is continuing to be uh, quite turbulent here. We had so much rain this year, and we can definitely say that there won't be a drought in California, at least for this year. So I'm I'm glad for the folks in California that uh, that is over and they can uh, water their lawns again. (laughs) So it's been an interesting weekend. We had uh, visited a few wine tastings, and we enjoyed Uh, visiting with friends and having a few gatherings with music. And we had a wonderful friend over who plays the flute and does uh, Native American songs for us. So we had uh, quite a a beautiful time just refreshing our intake on music. And that is so necessary when the world goes crazy all around us. So many of us are having challenges at the moment, and I always say, you know, try and see a concert or go and hang out with some people and listen to music, and you'll feel a whole lot better. But uh, we have a new uh, guest today, and her name is Tahira Barmal. She grew up in uh, Kenya and has lived in South Africa at the UAE and now resides in Canada. She is a life coach and has an online magazine called Slick Chick Magazine, geared towards the everyday woman which celebrates inspirational stories of women from all walks of life. Tahira's mission is to spread love, kindness, and generosity, and as a coach, she helps her clients reach their goals and works with helping them live a fulfilled life authentically. She believes the mind, body, and spirit have to be aligned for us to live at our best. Tahira, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here.
0: Thank you so much, Petra. It's so nice to be on, so thank you
1: very much for having me. Well, I'm, I'm uh, thrilled that you're here, and uh, we were just having a little chat prior to the show about your life in uh, Kenya, and you were telling me that uh, you actually – stayed in Kenya until you were 17 years old and and your dad didn't like, uh, uh, came to Canada, your parents came to Canada, but your dad didn't like the snow and so you kept going back and forth. So can you share a little bit about what it was like growing up in Kenya for you? Sure. So um, I was
0: born, um, so my parents migrated to Canada in the 70s, much before I was born and then they moved back to Africa Um, before I was born so I was born there and um, growing up in Kenya was uh, wonderful I mean it had its perks and it was uh, contrary to a lot of beliefs we weren't quite backward (laughs) I mean it was uh, I was born and raised in Nairobi which is the capital city of Kenya so um, it's quite a vibrant city and it's just like any other city Um, it was quite nice growing up there we have Amazing weather all year round, which is uh, perfect. Um, You don't get snow and stuff, which I'm still trying to get used to. Um, In terms of growing up, there really wasn't um, much difference, I would say, than growing up anywhere else in the world. uh, We were exposed to quite a few things. There was lots to do. Something that was nice that I still have yet to encounter anywhere else is the wildlife and getting to go on safaris and seeing sort of the wilderness um, in action. So yeah, it was um, it, it was really I think it's it's a
1: big part of who
0: I am. So it was quite amazing.
1: So that must have been fun going back and forth from uh, Canada and then back to, oh, you guys went to South Africa, right? Your parents moved to (laughs) South Africa, and you're now residing in Canada.
0: Yeah, um, so my parents moved to um, South Africa. So I came to Canada for school when I was 17, and I did a year of high school and then university. And while I was at university, my parents moved to South Africa. So um, when I went back from university, I went to South Africa, Um, In terms of traveling back and forth, yes, I mean, coming from Kenya when I was a child younger and we would come for our summer holidays, um, it was always exciting because there was stuff like more TV channels that were exciting and, you know, stuff like malls and things like that. As a kid, that's what excites you. Um, Growing up and then moving to South Africa, that was something quite um, interesting and different because South Africa has its own rich history. Um, which is quite different from Kenya, so going to South Africa to a country like that that was very young when I moved there in terms of independence and just they were still finding their feet and it was it was a very interesting and very different sort of a culture um, going into mm-hmm. that so learning about that and meeting different kinds of people there with a completely different story um, sometimes when you 're coming from a, the same continent you tend to think you're going to have similarities, and there are similarities, but then there's a huge difference, too, because the histories are so different, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: that was was exciting in its own, and um, met some really remarkable people in South Africa. Um, I lived in Johannesburg for the eight months, and it was also quite interesting um, going back from Canada, which is relatively safe. To Johannesburg, which at that time wasn't so safe. It's a lot better now. Um, so, sort of adjusting to that
1: was interesting as well. You know. Mhm. Mhm. So you had more of a, a global view of the world at, at a very young age, really. You know, traveling. I always love it when uh, children get to travel early on and uh, broaden their horizon about the world and. I've, I've always tried to instill that in my son. You know, we lived in Mexico when he was 3 years old. He's been to Germany, he's been to Italy, he's been to certain places so he has a he has that uh I call it that the travel bug. You know, you have to travel.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I call myself a
0: nomad. I don't think I could stay any in one place for too long. So I I, I tell my family we have the mm-hmm. nomadic bug. Um and yes, I think it's really um important to we well-traveled or actually even just well-learned about the world. And I was quite fortunate. My dad is um, a traveler, and he's traveled to a lot of places in the world. So since we were young, he's encouraged that in us, and he's given us the chances to travel around the world and see different things and cultures and learn about how different societies work, function, how people live um, and sort of always broadened our horizons, if you like, to be open to that, and to sort of also keep us grounded to know how fortunate we are to have um, the chances that we do have. So I do—I give a lot of my credit of traveling and having the nomadic bug, if you like, to my dad, um, quite a lot actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're trying to instill so, the same in my
1: daughter as well. So. Mhm. So, uh, do you par- are your parents now in Canada or South Africa, or just go back and forth? Um, they actually do go back and forth between here, uh,
0: Canada, uh, well, Canada, Kenya, and South Africa. So they're always traveling back and forth. Um, they try and come mm-hmm. to Canada in the summertime again, since they don't really like the winter. So they're forever traveling back and forth.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. so how did you uh, uh so you 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 did college and then you got into coaching or was there like a stretch of time in between where you did something else and now you have slick chick magazine and by the way i love the name of that so it's, it's that is a oh, that's a very catchy you. name <laughs>
0: thank you so much um yeah, so I, I went to university and I studied mass communication. And after I graduated, I actually went all gung-ho to South Africa because I had dreams to work with an NGO and sort of uh, do things around there. But as life would have it, and um, which is an amazing thing, things unfold in different ways and you don't expect. So between... Um, graduating and now so i had uh, i worked in the uae for a while and so i held different jobs um, with an education company and doing marketing and business development and a little bit of hr as well um in another role um and then we moved here and i had my daughter so i took a bit of a break from going back into work if you like um And then I've always been interested in writing, and I've always sort of done writing on the side, but never published it. Um, And then I was having a, a coffee with a friend of mine, and I said, I'd really like to start something like Slitchik Magazine, where just sort of provide a platform for women to share their inspirational stories. And this was in 2014. And I just seemed to be meeting all these amazing people with these stories, and I just sort of had this spark that stories need to be shared and told um, just to sort of motivate people out there because sometimes we get so caught up in life with focusing on our problems um, and, um, you know, we don't look outside and sometimes we just need that little inspiration or that push. um, And I think that comes with sharing stories and learning from other people. So then in 2014... um, started the magazine and, you know, worked towards getting the stories out and setting up the website and figuring out the best way to get the message out there. And from that came, I I seem to have started coaching people unofficially, if you like, just from that role. And I said, okay, this is something I really enjoy. So last year I went on and got um, certified as a life coach and started mm-hmm. and added that to my portfolio if you like.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. So, uh magazine is an online magazine. Yes. Mhm. Oh, and uh tell us a little bit about the, the sort of stories that that uh, you publish in the book like what what sort of uh theme do you try to um you, know, you sp- I know our title today of the show is Spreading Love, Kindness, and Generosity, uh, and it's uh, www.slickchickmagazine.com, so people can check that out online, and then also yes. your coaching website is mindmatterscoachingsolutions.com, so uh, any of you listeners out there right now, this is uh, how you get in touch with Tahira, uh, but uh now if i if i were to tell you a story and you said you know i love this story i, w- I want to publish the story do people just submit to you or how how does that work
0: um so basically it would in terms of the kind of story um that i like to publish and we tend to cover are um uh, stories about uh, so the section on the inspirational part is called Slickjack heroes and it's um Heroes come in all shapes, forms, and sizes and doing different things. And most often we get stuck thinking if I do something big, then it's worthwhile or it's inspirational. But taking little steps in your own little world and your own little life to sort of deal with whatever circumstances you have in front of you is just as inspirational. Um, And so that's kind of like the theme we go with is um, just, Regular, normal people doing extraordinary things with their lives and overcoming whatever small obstacles or hurdles that they have in their life um, is basically what I try to cover in terms of stories. In terms of submitting and contributing, uh, most happen very organically, to be honest. Um, It's either by conversation or by referral to somebody, uh, In terms of submitting and stuff, we normally—I normally get—I ask for people to send an email with regards to what their story is, and then I sort of have a chat with them. And I like to interview them and just ask them the questions. Um, I've had a few people who've chosen to tell their own stories, which is always welcome. But most of the time, I like to interview people or send them at least thinking point questions, just because I feel it's necessary to go a little bit deeper into the why of why people do
1: what they're doing. And, um, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, everybody, I'm a story coach. I draw stories out of people. And I do emotional processing work with people. And so whenever someone comes to any of my classes, there's always a story in if people get, in, in other words if people can get their story out it is a really really amazing release and often yes. we tell the story but we just t- tell the outline we don't go into the details of it and so when you have a coach yeah. that is skilled at bringing out the the things that really affected us the things that really inspired us the things that really in, uh, you know propelled us to move forward then that is such a gift so i i love that you are uh doing uh, this magazine so i'm online right now at your website slick Chick oh, magazine uh, and yes. i'm I, i'm checking it out i'm checking it out <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a great uh it's a great site again it's www.slickcheckmagazine.com and yes. you can also go to heroes. So there are topics like heroes. So tell us a little bit about yes. uh, come meet our heroes. Sorry, I didn't get you. I, I said I said tell us a little bit about the heroes.
0: Okay, so there's quite a few stories um, that I've covered since the inception of the magazine. Um, I started off with um, a story with a. a Um, a lady I know um, called Aparna and she's an artist and um, when I started it off it was very interesting Um, she had come and she's been part of my life on and off if you like um, on different occasions Um, but she's got this positive streak in her that is like this never ending fountain of positivity she's one of those few souls I've met that at any given day something could just fall apart and she'll find What's the plus point in it, you know? And so she was Mm -hmm. one of my first stories um, that I started, um, that I covered. Um, There's been so many that I've written about, but there's a few that have been really close. Um, It's really hard for me to pick and choose and say, oh, this one was really amazing, and you know. Um, But um, a recent story that I covered that was – sort of really put everything in perspective for me was I covered a story on this lady called Sabrina Iqbal Nasa and she has a son with cerebral palsy so CP and um, she's gone on to do something really phenomenal as uh, she started a special needs center in Kenya in the coast of Kenya Mombasa which is such a huge I think like it's just, it's a wow factor for me because um, Kenya doesn't have something like this and she's tried to create this center where special needs children can sort of have a one-stop-all um, case for the therapies that they need. And they um, it's an NGO, so they sponsor children who can't afford to do therapies and stuff like that. Um, and after covering the story, she sent me such a nice email saying that she actually had one person sign up and uh, become a donor to support one of the children in the program. And um, that was my moment of gratification because um, often I get asked why I do the magazine and what do I get out of it. Um, and it's really simple for me. It's just um, the ability to touch even one soul from one of the stories I share can cause this ripple effect um, and just make people more aware to operate from a space of kindness and love and generosity mm-hmm. and not be so quick to be judgmental, you know, with mm-hmm. with social media and everything. It's really amazing and we're so bombarded, but we're also becoming very quick to judge quicker than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just with that, like, one story, even if it's just one person that signed up, I mean it's changing the life of a child in Africa who's born with a special needs. And I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? Like just that little one change Mm -hmm. can
1: cause Mm -hmm. so much happiness, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I noticed that when uh, people uh, keep their stories so internally focused and that it bursts, it bursts almost like a blossoming blossoming flower so when the story comes out it almost it it sets up this domino effect of action that comes behind it i've seen this now many times with people that thought oh i'll just have a story just like who wants to hear my story well everyone wants to hear your story but often people don't realize that the story they have in them is actually the vehicle If if it gets out and it gets put down on paper and see, people can yes. read it. The energy that is created out of that propels us into action. And so that's, that's what yes. I think is happening here as well. So it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. So Thank I'm on you. the site right now with Sab- Sabrina Iqbal a woman extraordinaire. And I see her son. Yes. And oh my gosh, that is such an incredible, inspirational story here. And then you have Samantha Black. There's a story about a woman with a brain injury manifesting a gifted life. Um, yes, we are self-confident enablers. <laughs> Tell me about that one. I yes. love, I love that one. <laughs> okay, so
0: we have uh, we have a contributor on um, on board on the magazine, and her name is Rashma, and um, she's worked in the corporate world. Uh, for a very long time and now is pursuing her writing uh, career, and she's a phenomenal writer. Um, she Every time I read something she writes, I get cracked up and I get inspired, and it's just she has the skill to bring this emotion out in you. Um, and so she wrote an article about whether or not we're self-confidence enablers and um, basically talking about... Um, When we speak and we connect with people, do we instill self-confidence in them or do we, um, if you like, do we trash their self-confidence? And the power lies with us to be able to be self-confidence enablers with people around us. Um, And knowingly or unknowingly, just a little encouragement can propel somebody to achieve their best or do something that they've been afraid to do. Um, so she talks about her idea behind it and how she um, had never thought about it and, until she had a conversation with somebody that brought that up. Um, and she goes on to explain about um, how she's trying to implement that in her life, if you like, to be a self-confidence enabler.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that and, title and, and what what comes to mind for me is um, doing the radio show and and coaching like you, your work is is also all about coaching the magazine is uh, how to become a better listener. Yes. Because what I noticed is that uh, to instill self-confidence in others, we have to become extraordinary listeners. And yes. often when we're so intuitive, it's easy to know already what someone's going to say and to sort of, you know, I'm sure you've met people that finish your sentences for you and you can never really Yes, I used speak. to be
0: one of those uh, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I speak very slowly, maybe because of, uh, you know, the fact that German is my first language and English is my second language and I, I speak slowly. And uh, right. often, when I'm around somebody who's very enthusiastic about certain things, and they finish my sentences for me, I get I get um, a little irritable. You know, I I start to feel like why Why am I even here in this space, or why should I continue speaking? Right. So so when I think that much of uh, uh, instilling self confidence in people is about listening. Yes, it's it's definitely. I think it's so key.
0: Um, and you, you, you're you very right to point it out. Said, often we get very either passionate about what's being spoken or, off, or we're in a rush, so we tend to rush conversations. Um, and like I said, I used to be one of those people just because I used to get so passionate. Um, and as, as always, everything in my life is a, a work in progress and the listening part is also a work in progress for me. Sometimes I have to honing my passion and saying, okay, you no, calm down, you know, let them finish speaking.
1: So it's, it's yes. It, it, it's definitely, definitely an art to be a good listener. Yes. And uh, one of the yes. things I've been learning through the radio show is that um, I can have a conversation with someone as, and, and prior to the show and say, okay, it's a two-sided conversation, you know, it's a two-way, you know, it's like an interview. And then uh, people get on the show and talk nonstop. And it's really difficult for me to interrupt people because it's not something that I learned (laughs) as a child, how to interrupt. But I've had to become more uh, demonstrative in my sort of, you know, I try to be as elegant as I can about interrupting because I really do not like interrupting people. So I watch Oprah for hours and hours and hours and watch her, how she dominates the conversations. You know, it's like, oh, my God, this is really difficult for me. (laughs) So, it's yeah,
0: we're
1: always so learning, kids. <laughs> very true. So, uh, tell me a little bit. I'm, I'm in another uh, part of your website right now, and I'm looking at Slick's Chicken uh, Kitchen, Slick's Kitchen. So, I'm assuming yes. that those are recipes where you're sharing information about food and and what goes on on the planet around food and spices. I'm seeing here this beautiful picture with uh, spices and and uh, recipes so that's really cool yes. now I know where to go if I need a new recipe <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh,
0: slick chicken uh, slick chicken kitchen is actually um, uh, my uh, my colleague and associate Aliyah is a food product developer um, so when I started the magazine we started it off together and that was sort of her domain. She goes out and creates recipes and um, and basically food product development for different companies out there. Um, so she sort of contributes to the recipe section and um, just brings in a little bit of herself into it and um, sort of makes it easy recipes for people who are working and juggling multiple things at a time. And um, so we try to cover themes around what's happening. So if it's Valentine's Day, we've done a couple of um, romantic dishes, if you like, and then there's some that are quick for kids uh, in school um, and things like that. And we're still developing a way forward for for that part of the magazine to sort of make it more um, easier recipes but just at the same time delicious and, um, you know, work with people that have limited time in the kitchen, um, but yet enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. so not taking out of the joy from there.
1: Mm, that's so beautiful. And then uh, lifestyle. We go from six yes. kitchen to lifestyle. And yes. uh, there are also many ways to live. The most important mm-hmm. part is living it. Isn't that the truth? Yes. And... uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Uh, We forget sometimes that we're we're so uh, motivated by our goals and to reach our goals that we sometimes forget to uh, take a break and just uh, go for a hike or go for a walk or smell the roses, so to speak. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, that is so true. Actually, that's something I uh, tell a lot of my clients on the coaching front when we're setting goals um, most often we get so caught up in looking at the goal and the end we forget to look at the journey getting there. And most times it's in the journey that we find tools and resources to help us get to that end point. Um, and we're mm-hmm. so focused sometimes on the path and the road, but it's actually when you look at the journey and you sort of pick stuff along the way that you realize there's other ways to get to that end goal and The journey actually helps you get there. You know, you it's not just flying over (laughs) and getting to that end point. Um, And part of reaching the goal is just enjoying that process. You know, Um, that's Mm -hmm. where the real Mm -hmm. goal actually happens for people. Um, In our lifestyle section, we sort of try to cover um, different topics about lifestyle, culture. Um, A lot of it is contributions from our readers that have something going on in their life that they think is important, if you like, to share with everybody else. Um, and just sort of tips, like if you scroll down, you'll see there's um, parts where we have somebody written about the importance of self-care versus self-love and what that's all about. Um, we have a lady who went down to a art gallery here locally in um, the Toronto area and covered um, the exhibition at that time and wrote about what it meant to her and what it sort of did for her in terms of where she was in that part of life. So the lifestyle part is just a little bit more fun stuff, and we try to include culture, and we'll talk about different things that are happening in different parts of the world. Um, So, yeah,
1: that's a bit of the lifestyle, if you like. Mm-hmm. And then you have an area for health, uh, featuring Dr. Rahim Valani. Yes. And here, uh, yeah, so he's uh, global health, recognized as a global health scholar. Tell us a little bit about that. What What do uh, you go? I see here. There's an article on how to get rid of headlines. <laughs> Bicycle-related injuries, pediatric fever, and so on. And so, so it's very sweet. There's a lot of information yes. here. This is exciting.
0: Yeah. So, Doctor Raheem Villani is actually an emergency doctor at the moment um, in 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 Ontario, and he's uh, world renowned in terms of he's worked in different parts of the world, and he goes to give talks and um, Uh, workshops around the world, and he's also specialized in uh, pediatrics. Um, We got him on board to sort of cover topics that were, um, I don't want to say not serious because illness is serious, but just to sort of have somebody on board that would be able to share their knowledge um, and just create a a resource for people to sort of have a quick reference if you like to go on and see, okay, is there something I can do to solve the problem at home? Do I need to go to the emergency? Do I need to go see my doctor? Is there stuff I can do to control whatever is happening right now before I get to a doctor? Because most oftentimes um, you might have a fall and you might hurt yourself, but you're not easily accessible to um, a hospital or a clinic if you like so just providing a database and information and a resource for people to come back to and sort of say okay I have this information and I know what to do and most of his, uh, with these articles we try to sort of list when people should go to an emergency room versus when they can go to a doctor so to try and differentiate mm-hmm. between what's a real emergency and what can be controlled within the home and it's By no means giving people, it's not replacing the actual need of a doctor or anything, but just talking about certain things and issues around health, if you like. So we're not replacing a doctor, we're not a follow what this is and don't go to your doctor kind of thing, so I want to make that very clear. But it's just from his experience and his knowledge of certain things, um, talking about these issues.
1: And then, and then, uh, the last button here is travel, and so that's uh, uh, really, really fun. Since you love to travel so much, so there will be a uh, you could do a whole magazine just on traveling. So (laughs) that's great. Yeah. So we've got a
0: section of travel, and um, we actually switched um, websites. late last year, so it's still in the process of getting everything through. Um, but here we're mostly going to be sharing um, travel logs of um, our readers. We have two at the moment, but they're not up for some reason. I'll have to check that. It must be a technical thing. Um, we have a travel log of two of our readers that talk. One of them is uh, on, a, on, a, on a, a brilliant young woman that I did a story on called Nurani. Um, And she talks about traveling with a disability and the um, accessibility to people on wheelchairs, if you like, around the world. So her travel uh, blog talks about that. And um, then again, we're open to our readers submitting stories about places they've visited and cultural things they've seen or done around. Um, And yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, you never know, we might just move into a travel magazine at some point. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot to talk about in in most of these topics, so it's uh, it, it depends. You know, I could probably do a, a cooking class. I mean, I there's so many interests that we have in common uh, about food and about uh, lifestyle and about health and travel, and so and then now we're coming over to the book hub, which is your next um, tab here on the website, Canadian Gardener's Guide and the tea book so tell, yeah. tell me a little bit about that um so the book hub uh came
0: about as um i'm very passionate about reading i love to read and fortunately on or unfortunately i'm one of those people that will read pretty much anything that comes my way and according depending on my mood i'll be into certain things at a certain time in life um and i just thought it would be a really nice Section to add for people to sort of have um, a place where they could either talk about books they're reading and review them, or even just share books that are of interest to people. And so we've got two reviews up uh, up until date. Um, one is on this Canadian Gardener's Guide. Um, Canadians love to garden. I mean, we get four months of amazing weather in the summer, and um, gardening is such a big part of the culture here. Um, so there's the author uh, has written about different gar- the guide, basically, to gardening, and so we had one of our readers do a review on the book um, and talk about what's entailed in the book. And then the tea book um, is by a lady called Linda... Gaylord, and she is a tea sommelier, and she's gone and on to study about tea around the world um, and spent time in different parts of the world like China. Um, I think she spent some time uh, in Japan as well where she was doing that this year, just learning about tea and tea culture and what's the right tea to drink and how to brew it. Um, and that was very interesting to read because um, I'm a tea drinker, but prior to meeting and speaking with Linda, um, I obviously wasn't doing my tea right. <laughs> so now I do that, and it's just a very fascinating book about tea culture around the world and what it means in different societies. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Again,
0: it's the book hub is just for book nerds like I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so all the nerdiness can come through the magazine, and I, I've been recently introduced to pu'er tea and uh, teas that are quite expensive. I mean, there is a in yeah. Portland, Oregon. Here we we have uh, the Chinese tea house, and it's phenomenal. I mean, you go in there and you feel like you're in a completely different country, and you can spend many hours uh, sipping on beautiful teas. They have probably at least a hundred assortments of tea that one can choose and it is quite an art it's like drinking wine and and or any of the uh you know micro brews are now really big in the world for people that like beer but tea is so ancient and there's uh, such a history behind all that so that's exciting (laughs) so yeah uh what's next what is next for you Tahira what is your goal with the magazine, and and how do you mostly advertise it, and how do people, you know, so is it mostly word of mouth right now, or are you also doing other shows, or tell me a little bit about that. Um, So right now, it is mostly uh, word of mouth and through social
0: media. Um, and hopefully, in the future, we shall be doing more shows um, to talk about the magazine um, and do that. A lot of what we've grown so far has been by word of mouth, which has been amazing and awesome to see the interest people have in some an initiative like this. Um, going forward, we're going to be doing a lot more articles um, on um, uh, there's going to be a lot more coming out in terms of coverage we've just opened up the platform to contributors. So we're taking um, contributions from readers, um, people who want to write their own articles versus one of the team members interviewing or speaking to the people. So that's exciting because we've got quite a lot of interest in people wanting to contribute um, to the magazine. And of course that's keeping in mind what the aim of the magazine is and the aim really of the magazine is quite simple. It's to inspire women and not limited to hopefully men read it and get inspired as well. And to just know their power. Um, and just knowing that every story is unique and there is inspiration in every story that is told. Um, and to just create um, I guess the idea for the magazine is to just be a vessel for love and energy and to spread that. And like I said earlier, just create that ripple effect out in the world where if one inspirational story touches somebody and it sort of just causes this effect and we're then able to function from a space of love, kindness and generosity, it will make better for the entire world, you know, like it
1: will benefit Mm -hmm. everybody so mm-hmm. yeah and and we definitely we definitely need uh, more communication on a in a in a positive frame rather than a negative because every time i turn on television news it is all you know negative most of it is negative messages so i was uh, yeah. even at one point thinking we need uh we need uh, good news t v that 's the channel that I would like to have is this good news t v and there are so many good things out in this world that are so positive and every day uh, somebody does something in your neighborhood or in the, in you know in a in a two hundred feet radius around you that is positive and good and we need to report on that so people can have yes. hope in their hearts rather than this despair and hopelessness. So I'm, I'm on yes. your I'm on your page. I'm on your about page, Tahira, and it's a great picture yes. of you. Uh, it says oh, I'm a self-confessed you. people. <laughs> I am a self-confessed people watcher. I love watching people and learning from them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really sweet. Uh, you know, I I. I uh, was uh, studying Andy Andrews, and he talks about yes. people that are noticers, uh, people that notice people and are the observers, and I, I just love going to coffee shops and watching people interact and sit you know, outside in the summertime, seeing streams of people walking by and you know, children playing and it's um it just uh, always makes me feel so happy when I can when I can uh be the observer rather than not having to talk necessarily, you know, and just uh, uh I'm I guess I'm also a, a, a secret uh, people watcher as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Well well your secret's out now. <laughs> the the secret the secret is out. And so I'm also reading yeah. here my other past uh, food and Bollywood, so tell me a little bit about Bollywood because I gotta say you know I lived in India, and I love anything to do with Bollywood <laughs> and music and dance, so that's that's great. yeah, so um with food, I'm a big foodie, I've been living in different parts of the
0: world, and just our family our my our entire family we're so good on food, and we sort of just come around food and food is at the center of where everything happens you know good bad terrible there's food always and it's got to be good food um so i mean food is just sort of we often joke it's that something that we've got in our genetics and we're just born with being foodies um because we're just so always all about food that like, you know it's if we have an argument it's like let's eat first and then we'll talk about it <laughs> That's it, food. with Bollywood, oh, that's a big one. Um, so uh, we were, uh, I guess my mom and dad attempt to teach us a little bit of the Indian culture because our my um, grandparents are from that part of the world, was to expose us to Bollywood and sort of teach us the language through the movies and stuff. And so I was introduced to it at a very young age, and it's become a huge part of my life now. Um, and my daughter's two, shame she's five, and I've already got her hooked onto it. Um, and it's just, it's my little guilty pleasure, if you like, my little escapism. I go and I watch the movies and I listen to the music, and it just puts me in this good good space. There's a stereotype around Bollywood being like this song and dance uh, industry, if you like, and part of it is true. It's changing a lot now, but it just sort of provides, the colors are so vibrant, the outfits are so gorgeous, and um, the music has got this beat to it, and it just puts me in a happy space and a happy zone and um, in a way is a connection for me to that culture. Um, just because we were never um, raised, like we were raised with the Indian culture, yes, but we're not completely... Immersed in it, if you like. Just because we, by the time I was growing up and stuff, there was no roots left there. We didn't have family there. We didn't have a home there. Um, so this sort of keeps me connected to that part of my
1: um, my roots, if you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I I love uh, Bollywood. And the first time I arrived in India, you know, I wanted to kiss the ground. That's felt- I have been there before, and so anything to do with uh, dancing in Bollywood in India, I absolutely adore it. <laughs> now, now, I'm getting, now I'm getting even more intrigued because now we're going to talk about uh, your quest to go green is the quest. I have found a new passion-making homemade natural body and bath products, and you have launched a new product line called Kikaboni, which means organic in Swahili. So tell us a little bit about your your product line, Sahira. Um, So this started about,
0: uh, I want to say, a year and a half ago where I got introduced to essential oils. Um, And other than smelling absolutely delicious and wonderful, um, I started reading up about it and and, and reading up about the benefits they have um, in terms of our health um, and the well-being around us. And uh, my mom was visiting, and I said to my mom, "I said, you know what? I'm going to try and make a body butter and a soap out of this because we have these oils now. And I'm going to go and uh, bless my mom and her soul. She was like, okay, but she was very hesitant and she was very worried I was going to burn our skins off or something. <laughs> so she said, okay, I'll help you make it, and uh, but don't try it on uh, Zuri. Zuri is my daughter." Uh, she was, I think, three at the time when I started this, and I said, "Okay, I'm not gonna try it on her. Don't hurry out. You know, your granddaughter will be safe." Um, and so, yeah, so I started. I made one batch of the body butter, and I made a soap for my mom, and it turned out really nice, and it was amazing for the skin. And started using it on my daughter, and I gave it to my sister, and I gave it to my mom. And they all really liked it, Um, so then I started making it personally for us at home. And then in December of 2015, I was uh, speaking with a friend who has a child that is allergic to everything that has parabens in it, Um, and I said to her, I said, you know, I use this and I make this, and I'll make it for your daughter. And so she's sort of part of my ground team. I have a ground team of people that inspire me and motivate me to go out and do things. And she sort of said, why aren't you doing this and make it for people and available to people because there's people need these kinds of things in their life. And so then Kikaboni was born, and I started to make the body butters, the soap, um, bath bombs, and bath salts um and since then have just yes i do it i have a few clientele on there um that i make the stuff for and um it's in a quest to go green i've become um i've always been environmentally conscious if you like but now i'm more into it and more interested in 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 really making it a way of life for myself and my family and just be a little bit more conscious of of gift as the planet and, and, and the world that we've been, we live in, um, there's so much out there that is going on that is harming the environment and not making it very fruitful for people and all of us living in it. And I just want to be a little bit more conscious um, about how I personally um, am treating this environment that we've been given
1: hmm mm-hmm. So true, so true. So is Kikaboni, do you have a website for that where people can um, um you know, order or, or is it is it online? Yeah, yet, so I currently in, in
0: I do have a website, um, but I mostly go through the Facebook page and it's um it's Kikaboni products on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook and you search Kikaboni products, it will take you mm-hmm. to the page um that where most of the stuff is and i take orders through that um facebook is amazing at
1: times isn't it ever we're so lucky to have it <laughs> so well i'm excited <laughs> for you tahira you have so many beautiful things going on uh from magazines to you your so much. coaching and your products and I just want to thank you from my heart uh, for being on the show today. Again, uh, can you share your website again with our listeners? Sure. So the magazine site
0: is uh, slickchickmagazine.com. The coaching website is mindmatterscoachingsolutions.com. And for the Kikaboni products, it's on Facebook. And if you just search Kikaboni products, Um, it will bring you up to the page. And I just want to say thank you so much, Petra, for having me on the show. It's been really fun and I'm I'm really, really touched to be on the show. So thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you for being here, Tahira. We wish you all the best of luck and I'm sure we'll be in touch i have to uh I have to follow you and subscribe to your magazine obviously, so it's a it's a really really fun, fun project that you're doing there and i I love uh, everything that you're interested in and uh, good luck with uh, your journey and I hope your products become an international sensation. you never know how oh these thank things you go. so much so. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And to everyone, uh, thanks again for being on our show today, Block Talk Radio forward slash Revealing Conversations. We are uh, going to do a webinar for the Seven Insights Quantum Transformation. If you're interested, just go to my website, www.petranicole.com and sign up for a 30-minute free coaching session with me or download my meditation Uh, signing in uh, to our address book that gets you to an email, and all you have to do is confirm the email, and then you can download the MP3 for the Golden Light Meditation, which is an emotional processing meditation. And again, thank you for joining. Have a wonderful day and hope to see you next Tuesday. Arrivederci. Bye-bye.